So where are you from? I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. Um, what's your favorite part about Brooklyn? Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I left Brooklyn when I was only seven and a half. But my mom and dad were also born in Brooklyn. So we would go and visit um, there. I guess what I would say about Brooklyn, and Brooklyn is very different now, and I don't know Brooklyn at all now, but back then, um, it's just so like chock full of different um, ethnicities and cultures and smells and foods and people and just the incredible movement. So I'm sure it's like that now, but I don't know Brooklyn anymore. But back when I was there, that's what it was like. Do you have any um, memories you'd be willing to share of Brooklyn? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I lived in a very cool uh, part of Brooklyn. It's called Coney Island. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I think I have. So very cool um, Ferris wheel called the Wonder Wheel and a very cool... Um, what do you call those? Fair, um, you know. Roller coaster? Roller coaster. Yeah. Right. It's made out of wood. Now, I was too young to go on those. I was too scared. But I would see those things from my balcony. Um, I, we lived on the 16th floor of a 20-floor of a apartment building. And my, one of my memories is every summer, and I remember it was Tuesday nights, all through the summer, from July 1 to probably September 10, because you didn't go to school in New York until after Labor Day. Um, they would show like amazing fireworks every, every Tuesday over the Atlantic Ocean in the summer. Yeah, so all the neighbors would go out on these, you know, caged in um, porches or whatever it was, you know, very safe because we were 16 floors up and everybody would come out and we would watch the fireworks together. So I do remember that every summer. That sounds so fun. It was. It was beautiful too, like very ornate, beautiful uh, fireworks. Yeah. Did you move anywhere? Um, where did you move after Brooklyn then? Yeah, so my dad was a, a school teacher, public school teacher, and my mom was at home with, I'm the oldest, and she had a middle child, she, Madeline, my sister, and then a, a younger son, my brother, Daniel. So she was home, and we didn't have a lot of money, but once we got a little bit more money, my parents wanted to take us away from Coney Island because... Um, there had been some like shootings and danger, you know, this is now 1970. Yeah. Wait, is that my husband? Okay. Um, I was just hearing a big noise. Um, so we moved to the suburbs very much like Iowa City. It, it kind of looks a little bit like that. And that, that was called Long Island and it's, um, Depends where you live, but it's, I always lived about 40 minutes by train into Manhattan. So that's where we moved after. Um, how, how, how many places have you lived? Oh, it's a good, good question. So I live, let's see, Coney Island, Long Island. Am I counting college? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, one college and then a second college because I transferred. Then I lived in Westchester, which is also close to Manhattan. I'm up to five houses. Then I finally got to live alone in another place close six. Then I got married and I moved to Brazil to an apartment. Then I had an apartment in back in Long Island. Oh boy. And then, oh, and then Bloomington, Indiana. And then Iowa City, one house, and Iowa City, two house, 11 places. That's so many. Wow. You've been all over. Not really, though, if you think about it. Someone who's almost 60, 11 places, not that much. Have you had any, like, 
vacations or just travel places that you really like? I really like Italy. I like Venice very much. I've been there twice. It's so, so beautiful. I don't know what it looks like now because of climate change. It might be kind of sinking under the water a bit. I hope not. Do you know? I have no idea. Because it's very I've, watery. I've always wanted to go to Italy. It seems so beautiful. You will go to Italy. You are definitely going to go to Italy. And you are right. It is so beautiful. It's so old. <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, I do really like Italy. I would like to go one more time, I think. Um, another place that I went that was very beautiful, very easy to go to, and I hope that you both can go, is Aruba. And it's an island, you think it's kind of like close to Cuba or the Dominican Republic, but it's way more south and it's actually really close to Venezuela. The country so it's way down south and it's just so beautiful oh so beautiful uh what's one place that you want to travel to if you can after covid is you know not present as much yeah um i'm really interested in seeing alaska and denali national park i really want to see the great sequoias and i want to return to um Yosemite National Park. And I, I, so a lot of like beautiful sites in this country seem to be interesting to me. Although it is this country, but it's far away, which is I'd love to fly to Hawaii. I oh. really want Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. So those would be my dreams. Like I'm not interested in super, like I don't, it's okay if I don't go to Australia or New Zealand. Okay, yeah. I've made peace with that. I feel like people are always thinking of such big places to travel, but there's also beautiful places within our country as well. Right, exactly. I mean, every state has its just incredible things to see. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, what's something that you're really proud of? Hmm. I am so proud at how well I mothered my two daughters. They appreciate me. I felt like I was uh, fair, with good boundaries, funny, lighthearted, uh, serious when necessary, really showed love. And I'm just, I think I did an amazing job as a mom. I have a 19-year-old and a 26-year-old, and they really love me. And they're wonderful, smart, strong, content, forward-thinking women. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm so happy that you're proud of something like that. Yeah. It's a big thing to be proud of, too, because it's a big, complex journey. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, sort of. I mean, I'm still a teenager, obviously, so I don't really, I know my side, but hopefully in the future I'll get to know what it's like to be a mother. Yeah. Um, what's something you would, what's a piece of advice you would give to your older, I mean, younger self? Oh, my younger self. Well, just be aware that life is going to twist and turn and take you to places that you weren't sure you'd be going. And I don't mean physically, but emotionally. And um, that when the tough times come, and they definitely will come, young Karen, um, to know that it won't always be difficult and that you are surrounded by people who can help you and support you and will love you. And go ahead and ask for help when you need it. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit about your family? 
Sure. Do you want the family I was born into or the one that I made? Whichever um, <laughs> one you want to talk about. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the family I was born into because it's kind of cool. It's kind of, I think it would, I think we're considered to be a different culture. I'm not sure. Um, my mom had two parents and they were both foreigners. They were not American. My grandmother was born in Poland and my grandfather was born in Romania. And luckily they were able to leave Europe before the World War II because we are Jewish. And if they had stayed in those countries, I wouldn't be talking to you today because I, they wouldn't have survived. So that was my mother's side. And my grandmother and grandfather met in Brooklyn, New York and had my mother. On the other side, my father, his mom and dad are both from Poland and also were able to come to the United States in, well, my grandpa came in 1920. Do you, do you know when World War II started? Um, you learned that yet in school? I don't think so, not yet. It was like 1933, four, five. So my grandmother just got out right in time, kind of like 1932. And they had my dad. So both my parents are children of immigrants, right? And so I'm a second generation American. And um, yeah, so I grew up with that story, right? And it's it's different than growing up, um, coming from like parents who've been in the United States for generations and generations. Um, so I have my mom and dad, and then they had me, the oldest and the wisest and the most beautiful of them all. Then came sister Madeline and brother Dan. And everybody had kids and now they are cousins. And, you know, we made like a whole beautiful little family. That's cool. lovely. <laughs> um, do you have any memories of your family that you want to share? I want to tell you about our cat, Taffy. <laughs> Me and Madeline and Daniel, <laughs> when we were kids, we had this one cat, Taffy. She lived 15 years. Um, and we just used to laugh so much because like Taffy would, would lay here with her head here and we would take the blankets and make like different kind of hats for Taffy. You know, we'd make her like a dunce cap and then we'd make her like an old grandma hat. And we would, I, it's just like a memory that I totally have with my brother and sister. And whenever we're together and we bring that up, like remember Taffy's hats? We just crack up. <laughs> That's so cute. I've always wanted a cat. You know, I want a cat now, but my <laughs> husband doesn't want a cat, so I'm not allowed a cat. No, me too. My parents don't want one, so I can't have one either. I get um, that because I, my children wanted a pet, and I was like, no way. <laughs> We're not having a pet. Yeah, big responsibility, I guess. Yeah. Um, have you had any other pets? L listen to how mean I was as a mom. My kid, the big one who's 26, she's like, I want, I really want a dog. I want a cat. I was like, we're never getting a pet like that. So we bought her a, like a snail. Isn't that awful? <laughs> Look at Julie. She's like, wow. Bad consolation pet. It's unique though. Um, if yeah. somebody like, what kind of pet do you have? You can be like, listen to this. I have a snail. It didn't quite cut like the heartfelt loving feeling that they were looking for though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You can't really snuggle with a snail. No snuggling with a snail. <laughs> um. So back in your teenage days, what were some of your favorite trends? Oh, trends. Like, what do you mean by trends? What do you mean by that? Like anything, like, um, like slang or clothing. 
basically anything. Okay, like you talking fashion? Um, sure. If that, if that's what you would like. Oh God, I had a great teenage time. I just fell into a great group of um, high school friends. We were all pretty good um, musicians. So I was in the band, but I also played some guitar. So like sometimes on weekends we would get together and like play Grateful Dead music or the Beatles music or Joni Mitchell, Crosby, Stills, Nash. I learned how to harmonize with my voice and we would just like get really happy. Like we were sounding kind of good, you know, we thought at least. <laughs> um, in terms of fashion, I was a teenager in 1978, you know, 75 to 80, let's say. So it wasn't that much after kind of uh, fashion that was sort of hippie-ish. And so I was wearing a lot of like this pattern and kind of hippie clothes, things that have already come back in fashion, like vests with fringes and jeans and really ugly, comfortable shoes, you know. <laughs> um, that band, did you guys like um, start a band or anything or just play music for fun? Yeah, we would just like, we didn't have a band, but we liked to get together with guitars and um, play cover songs and harmonize and sing and listen. We listened to music a lot with, you know, an actual stereo where you would just like sit and listen. That's it, that's all you did. You talked a little bit, but you listened. Did you have a favorite genre of music? Yeah, I'm still stuck in that genre. It's still the music that I love so much, just like, like the Beatles, um, I did progress to like Steely Dan. I love Elvis Costello now, a little a little more into the 90s. I love the Talking Heads. Um, yeah, I like music a lot because I play music and I it's pretty important to me. Yeah. That's cool. Um, in college, what, if you want to talk about it, what was your major? College was yeah, also a great time. I went to college in two different places because I did transfer. And that was like a very big deal at the time. And I was sort of freaked out. It's like, what? I don't think I don't know. I don't I think it's only weirdos have to change colleges. I don't know. But my mom and dad were very they're like, don't worry about it. It's okay. You can switch colleges. So I, I really appreciated that. I started off just kind of as an English major or general studies in a school not that different than U Iowa, but it was in New York. It was in upstate New York, very rural, like five hours from Manhattan. But I was so good at the flute. My flute teacher at this big university encouraged me to be brave and to leave this big college and go to a much smaller place to really focus on classical flute, which is what I did. So in the middle, though I was 20, I had to go back and live with my parents for six months and not go to college at all while I was auditioning for different music schools. And then I finally settled on uh, my, my second college, which was, again, very close to Manhattan. So I always lived near Manhattan for the first 30 years of my life. And I finished up with a bachelor's of fine arts in music, performance, flute. That's really cool. I, cool. Yes, I love hearing that you pursued music because a lot of people I know haven't really done that and I'm in some music classes so I'm gonna want to know about that we're gonna have to talk about music yes I'm mostly well we can talk about that when it comes to my interview mm -hmm. uh, when you were auditioning for different schools mm -hmm. were there ever points where you got rejected Yes, I did not. Well, I auditioned at one of the best schools in this country. It's called Juilliard. You ever heard of it? Yes. 
I got rejected. I did not get into Juilliard, but I'll tell you when I took the audition, uh, they gave me a pianist and accompanist and I just handed her the music and, and I, and I started, you know, my, and we played together and it was one of the best musical experiences I ever had. Cause she was so good on the piano and we're just like playing. And I was, you know, I did a good job, but not good enough for Juilliard. I got waitlisted at Manhattan School of Music, also in Manhattan. And I got into a couple of other music schools, but they were so expensive and we couldn't afford them. So the, the school I went to, it was fantastic because it was, again, close to Manhattan. So a lot of our professors commuted up from Manhattan School, from Juilliard. So we had some pretty amazing professors at the school. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, did you ever have like a favorite professor or somebody who really impacted your life at that school? Yeah, well, my private flute teacher, um, he was a very famous flutist. He was very important to me, very kind man. And he, he really taught me how to be a finer musician. And his name was Samuel Barron. And I had to drive from my campus back to Long Island <laughs> to study with him. Um, it was very, very fun times in college. And I feel very grateful that I was able to study music, even though it's not my profession right now, I never ever stopped playing music and it makes me a better human. And I'm so proud of being a musician, yeah. Um, what's your favorite part about having music in your life? I think just, I have this like, this sense of connection with other people and I like hear music in so much and, and it comforts me like I can sing myself when I'm sad or um, when I'm happy like music accompanies me when I'm grieving in Judaism there's a lot of music in family time there's music in funeral time in every part of life um, and I think harmonizing is like, it's a way of being in the world in like in harmony with people, with nature. It's a big part. Um, what first drew you to music? I just kind of loved it just from listening. Like my parents had a little, um, they used to have this thing called a close and play. You'd put a little record on when you opened it, it would play. When you closed it, it would stop. And I was sort of, I was just kind of mesmerized by it. And I would just listen to the songs. I started picking out melodies on my little old found in the garbage keyboard. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was able to like, use my ear. I was just kind of fascinated by it. And luckily my, you know, my parents were, were able to get me playing the flute when I went to um, elementary school. Yeah. I never stopped. I mean, I'm, I'm playing 45 years. Yeah, wow. That's a, that's a long time to be doing music. <laughs> um, were there ever points in your life where you felt like you wanted to stop with music or not want to continue? Well, that's a great question because there did come a time in my life where I decided I I have to make a decision because you know when you get to be a grown up you sort of have to pay the bills, and um, after college, about three years after, and I had been making my living as a musician, but by the time I was about twenty six. I was like, hmm, I don't know if I want to practice so much. I'm not sure I want to take auditions and be competitive. I don't know if I want to play in an orchestra. Do I want to be a professor of music? I don't, I don't know. 
So I actually then did decide, okay, I'm going to always have music in my life. Always, always, always. Lots of different kinds. Singing, guitar, piano, flute, you know, listening to everything. But I went on to get a master's in school counseling. Yeah. And wow. that's what I wound up doing for about 14 or 15 years. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, do, you, do you have any memories of counseling or just being part of the school? Oh, gosh, yes. It's a huge part of my life. I, I only, I know I'm very, very young, but I retired at 57. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it was great. Um, but I worked for a long time and I was a school counselor. Are you in Iowa City? Yes. I go to Iowa City West. You go to West. So you've probably heard of the elementary school, Lincoln Elementary. Yes. That's where I was a school counselor. Wow. And I it was a huge part of my life and I was, I loved it and I was good at it and the kids liked me and I helped hundreds of children over the 14 years. Um, I loved my principal and my fellow teachers. We laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah. What, what's some lessons that you learned over your course of being a school counselor? Hmm. Not all parents are as awesome as my husband and I, sadly. There are a lot of adults out there in our beloved, beautiful Iowa City that make very poor choices and hurt their children, even though they love them very much. Yeah. Because as a school counselor, you sort of get into the nitty gritty details of people's families. So, yeah. Um, what's one thing that you love doing? You mean in my life? Yes, anything. Besides music? Yeah. <laughs> right, because that would kind of be one of my top. Well, I love to eat. <laughs> no, me too. Well, pleasurable. <laughs> It's so fun. I mean, you can cook and then you can eat. Both things are fun to do. And we're so lucky that we can taste everything, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like to, to just live life. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, read. I love to take a walk when it's nice. I like to garden. I love to FaceTime my mommy and daddy. I love to giggle with my sister. Just little snippets of life. I like it all, even in COVID. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I love, I love, I feel like I can tell what your sort of mindset is and I love it. it you just sound like such a great person. Oh, thank you. I think this one's a good one. I saw it on the list and I liked it. So I'm going to ask, um, what experiences in life have prepared or strengthened you to get through COVID-19? It's been quite a year, hasn't it? <sighs> um, well, I'm going to say, you know, being a little older, I think was in my benefit, because I have had, you know, a lot of life experience. And I do know that it will continue to do this my whole life. Um, when I was young, I thought, okay, I'm going to be the only one who doesn't die. And I'm going to be the only one who doesn't get old and have problems. But now that I'm older, I know that's not true. So just generally being wise and a little older, gave me kind of the long view, like, okay, this is going to be a very weird two, three years. But hopefully, um, you know, keeping the faith and the strength and the resilience inside. Um, it's not going to be easy, but we, we are going to get, we are going to get to a new place in 2024. <laughs> Although, you know, every day is new, right? Every day we have this wonderful news about the vaccine and science. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Well, I want to jump right into music because I am interested. So I'd love to hear what you play, what you've learned, and all about your music. Just tell me all about it. So in fifth grade, I started playing the trumpet. And I enjoyed it, but I think what just kind of discouraged me was my teacher because I don't think she was, I don't want to like bash her or anything, but I don't think she was the best teacher for me. So I think that kind of just started me off on the wrong foot for um, playing the trumpet. And I was in band, um, concert band, and I was I did that until eighth grade. And then I decided it wasn't really something that I wanted to continue because it wasn't really making me that happy. But I did love meeting new people through um, being playing the trumpet. That was something I enjoyed. But I also did choir because I love singing. So I was in choir from seventh to eighth grade and I'm still in choir now. And I'm, I also decided to try out for show choir, which I've been doing for three years now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love show choir. It's so fun, the community every part of it. I just love it. I love performing, being on stage. It, it's something, it's just exhilarating and feeling like you're part of a community. It's lovely. I've seen so many show choir shows because both of my daughters were in and I also love watching show choir. So I can be, tell you as an audience member, oh, so fun. Yeah. Sorry for all the beeps. I'm very popular and I don't know how to turn off my alerts. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> Tell me more. What do you, what, like, what else? So what instrument, so no more instruments, choir now? Yeah, just choir. Mm -hmm. Any um, private lessons with voice? No, actually, that's something I've thought about before. I don't really know. I might possibly... I would like to get better at singing and continue it, but I'm not currently doing private lessons. Yeah. Okay. And do you for do you think you're going to audition for show choir in your? Are you a sophomore or a? I don't yeah. even know. Freshman. Do you think you, you do you sense that you will continue show choir in your high school career? I think I definitely will. Um, right now, I'm in the prep show choir and I'd like to try out for the varsity one is that so, called good times yeah good time company mm, that's so good yeah my daughters went to city high so I but I've been over to I've saw all the the, the shows so fun obviously has some of the best show choirs yeah um and what kind of music do you like to listen to in you know when you're hanging out or whatever I feel like I dabble in everything. Um, I like hip hop, um, pop, um, some like indie rock sort of stuff. Like old time rock, like I was talking about? Sort of. I don't know if I listen, I think I, I listen to more current sort of indie rock, I think. Um, like there's this band. I don't. I don't know if they're necessary. I think they are indie rock, but they're called 1975. I like them. Cool. Check those out on YouTube. 1975. I was just gonna say Billie Eilish is what I know. Yes. Oh, she's she's a really good singer though. She's really talented. Talented. Yeah. I don't know. She's not. I don't listen to her that much, but I know every in my generation definitely does yeah not much older than you <laughs> she's a youngster <laughs> so if uh one of your good friends was to describe you how would they describe you i think they okay i i sort of agree i'm a bit quiet but I'm also not, I feel like I'm not as open to everybody. So I have a different view of myself than other people do, I think. But they would probably describe me as quiet and nice, kind. Um, loyal, maybe. I think I'm loyal. Mm -hmm. Yes, I try to stick by my friends and help them through times in their life. Mm -hmm. 
me. Do, do you think your friends can will help you when you're having a tough time? I think they would. I don't know if I necessarily always tell them when I am, but I know one of my friends, if I'm feeling sad, they'll try to make me feel better and they always help, so. Yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, how has COVID like gotten in the way or helped or changed your relationships, you know? Okay, so during eighth grade, I didn't really have too many friends. I think I lost a lot of friends. And so then COVID happened. And so I didn't really have that many friends um, while COVID was going on. And a lot of them, we didn't really talk too often. And now I really don't talk to that many friends. And I also moved. Okay, so I went to North Central and North Central kids go to Liberty, but I went to West. So I don't know anybody at my school either. So it's hard to make new friends as well, like getting connections and everything. So right now I just have a very tiny, so like few friends, but I'm, I think I've also been able to reconnect with a few people, which was nice. I have one friend who I'm currently talking a lot with and I'm really happy about that actually. It's been nice to reconnect and I, while I'm sad I lost some friends I'm also happy that I was able to gain that one friend yeah and especially in these times where maybe going deeper with one friendship might be more meaningful than you know dabbling about with acquaintances perhaps definitely I think the thing was in eighth grade I was more acquaintances with everybody I didn't necessarily have any really good friends yeah it sounds hard though yeah <laughs> you're probably working on you know learning more and more about yourself so that you're able to give when finally you can you know be around people Actually, that i think about that a lot i think covid helped me learn more about myself so now i can be a better friend to other people because i know I have more to give now that I know more about myself. You know, what has COVID or the time that you've had because of, you know, quarantining or isolating or just staying apart from other people? What what have you learned about yourself? I think I've learned that I can be I can distance myself and not be completely genuine a lot of the times. Sometimes like I'm more I ask different around different people and so I never really knew exactly who I wanted to be because I was just different with everybody so I think I've learned sort of how I want to be if I want to be more extroverted if I want to be more quiet and I think I've learned that I definitely don't want to continue being quiet because I don't think that necessarily gets me anywhere I definitely want to be more outgoing mm -hmm. I hope you know that Every human being I've ever known acts differently with different people. You know, you're not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's true. I, I, I agree with that. It's not always, some people you can't necessarily act the same with everybody, you know, different right. people. Different. Yeah. yeah. What about in what about your family? What what what's your family makeup or who's in your family? Um, okay, I have my mom and my dad, and then I have a sister who is currently a senior. Her name's Fariha, and I have a brother, Dazan, and he is sorry, um, he's in sixth grade. Okay, so you're right there, smack in the middle. <laughs> And did you forget about your brother because you like to not think about your brother? <laughs> He's a little bit crazy sometimes, but what brothers aren't? What kind of crazy? Tell me more. Okay, he loves playing video games. So I'll just hear him screaming about his video games randomly just in my class. And you hear a scream and you're like, oh, that's Bizon screaming at his video games. Is he supposed to be at school also, like oh, you? Um, 
he has a lot more breaks, I think. Since he's in elementary school, it's sort of like their meetings are very short and they go do their work and he gets his work done pretty quickly. So he has a lot more time on his hands than I do. <laughs> What's his um, elementary school? Uh, he goes to Wickham. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have any pets or we said you don't have any pets? No, I don't. I Okay, sometimes I want a pet and other times I'm like, no, maybe not. I feel like it'd be fun to cuddle with them. But if you have a dog, obviously, walking in the winter doesn't always sound that fun. So, And cats, okay, my cousins have a cat and the cat doesn't really love me that much. So it also discourages me from... <laughs> Do you have cousins in town, like aunts and uncles in town? I really wish I did. Um, I have cousins in India and in Montreal in Canada. Um, and I have one in Florida. Okay. I, I figured maybe if you were talking about their cat, maybe they were also in Iowa somewhere. I really wish they were. It'd be so nice. We're all sort of everywhere. <laughs> Did you ever live in Canada? Because you do have dual citizenship, you said. No, I actually haven't. Um, my dad is from Canada, and so he grew up there. And we, like, go there sometimes, you know, to visit our family. So I guess having a dual citizenship makes it easier. What part of Canada? Uh, Montreal is where they live, and that's where my dad grew up as well. Does he yeah. speak French? I think so. I think as he's um, lived in um, the U.S. longer and not really been in the French part of Canada, he's sort of lost it a bit. The no, like he's forgotten it a bit. I think, but I think he still knows how to speak it. And what language are you studying in uh, West High? I am taking Spanish. Qué bueno. <laughs> yeah. sorry go ahead what are some of like what uh what is school like for you with covid what's it been like these i mean you talked about the social part of it but what about like logging on and studying things and hiring <laughs> to look at a screen all day um yeah. but my teachers are definitely working hard to you know, make it as best as possible. And I've never really been a person who procrastinates too much. So that hasn't been very difficult for me. But sometimes motivating myself to do work, like when you're in school, you're sort of forced to do the work because you're sitting in class, you have nothing else to do. But you know, at home, there's so many other things to do. So it can be like a little bit hard to just sit down and do the work. But I think I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> And what are you deciding um, in two weeks? You're going to stay all online? You're going to go in? I am going to stay on, all online. And your older sibling as well. And I guess your younger sibling too. Yeah. <laughs> You're all home. Hopefully next year we can go back in person. I'm really looking forward to being able to do that. Oh, yes, I'm so sorry that every student had such a odd year. My, I have my 19 year old is in college in St. Paul, and it was just such a strange time to be in college. I, I feel terrible that she, you know, isn't having like a typical experience this year. But I have a lot of friends that are teachers and they're getting vaccinated like this week and next week. So I heard my English teacher was getting vaccinated this month. So incredible, amazing scientists that that helped us with this vaccine. It's just I'm in shock and I'm so grateful. Me yeah. too. Yeah. So um what are three things about you that you think might be a bit unique or more than three if you have more a good question i don't always think about stuff like this um well 
one thing would be that I'm Indian. I don't know if that necessarily makes me unique, but um, I love reading. I don't, okay, it's a little bit hard for me to think of things that make me unique. I don't know if I'm necessarily that unique. Sometimes I think I'm pretty average of a person, but I'm Indian, I love reading, and <laughs> it's a hard one for you. That's there's a lesson in that, isn't it? Probably, definitely. I always get stuck when people ask me something like that. I never. Yeah. I think one thing. I'm very. I think a lot. I don't know if that's. Yeah. I think a lot. You're pensive. You're reflect. You're reflecting a lot. Like about life. What's it all about? What am I doing? Why are we here? What's the point? Definitely. Always doing that. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That's not going to stop. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Because it means that you're conscious and you're paying attention. That's, that's a good thing. And that could be very unique about you that you're paying attention because sometimes people aren't paying that much attention to their lives. <sighs> All right. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I think teleportation would be because then I could just easily go wherever I wanted. I could see my family so easily. I could go to Italy very easily too. Uh, or, you know, maybe I want a donut. I can just teleport to a donut shop and get one, especially since I don't have my license yet. <laughs> <laughs> when you, let's say you go, let's say you teleport to the donut shop, would you be invisible or would you like show up? I think I would show up. Like there, okay, and then you'd actually buy the donut with money and everything. It's not like you would take it, sneak away. Be scared to do that. <laughs> well, if you, if you put invisible into the mix, you could do that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to mess up your superpower. <laughs> it would be cool. It would be pretty cool to be able to do that. I don't know. I just don't want to steal a donut from them, though. Okay. I, that was naughty of me to bring up stealing. Bad, Karen. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> um, what other challenges have you felt because of COVID? Just, it's been almost 12 months, right? I think doing things, keeping myself occupied, that's been a little bit hard. Because I feel like I tend to spend time, too much time on my phone. Like I'll be on it for a little bit and I'll be like, okay, I'll read soon. And then I just, you know, down this rabbit hole of social media and Netflix and YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. And so. it's hard to, you know, just leave the house, especially in winter. So it, I used to be able to go on walks, you know, during spring and summer. And I can still go now, but I think it might be a little bit too cold because I get cold easily. Yeah, I mean, this next 10 days, it keeps saying like one degree, three degrees, five. That's not fun to go out and walk in. I really would like that. I can't wait for spring, though, then finally. Yeah. It's this is going to be a rough. It's going to be a rough week <laughs> yes. because of the weather. Hopefully, it'll be sunny though. You know, hot chocolate weather though. Well, sort of still yeah. hot chocolate. Yeah, hot chocolate and yummy foods. Where would you like to travel when everything's open again in a few years? Okay, um, definitely Italy, like before. Um, or the two places that I wanted to travel to most are Italy or Iceland. Italy because food and culture and just 
scenery, everything seems so beautiful there. And Iceland, because if I was able to see the Northern Lights, I think that would be incredible. And like, just, a, I don't know, I don't know, something I think would be really cool and fulfilling for me. Yeah. How many times have you been to India? Um, good question. I was a baby a few of the times, so I think maybe four or five. I remember one time we went for my cousin's wedding. That was really fun. What's some memories? I'd love to hear about what you notice in India. Okay. So we're from like a, a bigger part of India, New Delhi. Um, so there's like a lot more to do there and it's more modern sort of. And I love the culture there. Everything just seems so nice and fun. And um, there's like these rickshaws. I don't, do you guys know what they are? Okay, well, they're like, sort of like scooter thingies, but with like, a, it's sort of like a taxi, except with like open sides. <laughs> Anyways, um, we went on one one time, or I think I've gone on one a couple of times, but one time, um, the dude was driving really fast, and I just remember it was scary. <laughs> so, um, and then... Uh, some other memories I have, we are Muslim, so we have this holiday called Eid, and we were there for Eid a couple of times, and I just love getting with the family and spending time together and eating really good food. Mm. We went just last year, actually, and it was Eid, um, and my grandma makes the best food ever, and it was just, it was so fun. I love getting to spend time with everyone. I'm glad you got to go before, you know, we weren't able to travel anymore. Yeah. Me too. What, month, what month did you come back from India? Um, I think it was August. We oh. went in July and then came out that beginning of August. Nice. Well, it was so nice to talk with you and learn about you. Nice to talk to you too. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. It's very, very fun, isn't it? Definitely. Really want to do more stuff like this. It's really cool.